podcast and um, I'm here with Aid, our head coach uh, to discuss a little bit more detail about what impacts your RTT and HRV uh, on a daily basis we get quite a lot of uh, support questions about about this and you know Aid's uh, some of his athletes have had similar questions about you know why is it low or is it why is it high and you know what's impacting it outside perhaps of just the training or you know intensity of your training um so i thought it'd be useful to start off just broadly sort of trying to set expectations of what you'd expect in terms of patterns in a training plan and intensities and so on and then how um that might vary because of other things and how rtt would then reflect that so just on a sort of broadly just to sort of give some context in terms of a training plan and you know, how intense a plan may be over a period of time reaching up to a, an event aid. How would you typically sort of describe that? You know, I know we sort of, people talk about different phases of a training plan over sort of you know, a, over a longer period and then within that, so some weeks hard and then one week easy type thing. Is that, have you yeah. got a sort of overview of that? So the, yeah, so the, the, um, the, the, you know, the, the premise of, of a, of a, of a uh, overload plan basically is that you is that you train hard for a period of time and then you have some rest period in order to recover um, and the, that you recover back at a stronger and um, higher fitness level um, and then you and then you start the process again and that's a cyclic process and that's kind of a traditional um, you know fitness program the way that you that you gradually get fitter and as you go as you get stronger and fitter you can gradually increase the intensity or the volume of the training that you're doing and and carry on that sort of upward trend um and it, if you could i suppose if you could strip out from the data all of the other impacts on hrv and therefore your rtt uh, then you would broadly expect the the the, the um, scores to to track that training so you know the more intense session you'd expect to have a higher negative impact on your hrv score and um, the less intense session um less of an impact um, and you know you should you should be able to see a, a pattern that that links those two things pretty clearly um, and you'd expect to see that over time um, obviously the issue with well not the issue but you know HRV is not just affected by physical training load that's a, an aspect that can have an impact on it um, but there are lots of other aspects and that's one of the things I think that makes the measurement of it very powerful and the and the tracking using the training today's um, RTT score is very powerful is that you can uh, bring all of those factors in and start to make good judgments about about what you should be doing with your training basically yeah I mean because all sorts of things can impact it can't it? from from a poor night's sleep to stress mm. or anxiety to illness to diet to over you know not just overtraining to al you know alcohol and yeah. didn't you say you had a case where one of your athletes hadn't really tweaked that too much that they they were you know not getting good sleep or whatever and when then wondering why their training was tougher uh, yeah <laughs> absolutely and i think that's quite a common you know the the um it, and and you, you know you you'll 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 have athletes who um i think the most i think the biggest factor usually or the most uh, 
regular factor if you like is is work and workload you know most of the people that we're working with are amateur athletes um and and that means they have all these other stresses in their life and the the one that really impacts it is work and people don't understand that even if you might be in a relatively sedentary job um the the stress levels that go with that and um, will we'll introduce fatigue into your system that will have a negative impact on your hrv and but also uh, you know it, it can have a negative impact on your ability to train and you're going to find it much harder um, than you might expect if you're only going to be tracking your uh, stress from activity you might think you should be fresh and ready to go and you're not fresh and ready to go at all because yeah. of the impact of those other factors yeah and hrv can sort of predict it a little bit as well can't it you can start to see mm. it before yeah. you maybe feel it from those from the HIV data, it's it's real. Yeah, so HIV itself is real time tracking, and it, you know the great thing about the Apple Watch is it does that during the day. It does it at all times, so you can start to make good judgments about. Um, you know, we, training today uses the well tends to use the average twenty four hour score. So you know we're looking at a rolling average of twenty four hours, but in fact you're. HRV reacts much more quickly to that, so you can have a, have an eye on that as well, um, and it will react. It will react very quickly because it's a you know it's measuring the functionality of your autonomic nervous system basically in the way that that is uh, either um, responding to the stress or or doing some recovery to make you feel better. And so yeah, and so when people have uh, you know a low RTT score, say. Two or three days, which you mm. know, we've had people asking that in in support. Um, there could be all sorts of influences that are happening yeah. on to, that causes that, which could be anxiety, could be stress, could be illness. But what would your advice be for somebody who's got low low uh, you know, data, um, and you know, how do they get out of it? Because it's not about not doing anything and taking total rest. It's you still yeah. have to. It could yeah. be the complete opposite. So the the it you know for, for a lot of people who are used to exercising, um, uh, you know, so many people see exercise as a de-stressor and an opportunity to get a bit of clarity into their thought processes and um, to feel generally better and energized. And you know, whilst you know the bottom line is that the that that uh, high intense activity will will um, increase the levels of cortisol in your system and that's going to have a negative impact on HRV but the same can be said of stress and anxiety you know similar thing will happen um, and actually for, for certainly for active people one of the best things you can do to de-stress is go out and do some activity so you know a, 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 a mid-range or a low intensity run or a cycle ride could be the absolute best thing you can do and and, and obviously then you have a slightly counterintuitive um, impact on your HRV score potentially because you might think my HRV is long uh, low sorry the you know the the worst thing I should do is go out and exercise, but you actually go out and exercise, and your HRV score go up, and that's because by by de-stressing and feeling a little bit more relaxed, and perhaps putting things into perspective a bit, your uh, recovery mode gets switched on, and HRV can go up, um, and obviously that's a good thing. Yeah. So is that why you're recommending I do an hour's cycle after cycling? hundred miles absolutely in the point right? well, there, <laughs> there's, there's various reasons for that um, one yeah. is um, well there's the yeah, other various reasons yeah yeah one is um, uh, as a how should we say um, uh, um, an experienced athlete there you go there's a good way of saying it um, um, 
uh, it's good to get mobile as quickly as you can uh, right. after a big effort. Um, yeah. Another is to get the blood flowing through your system to start the actual physical repair of the uh, yeah. you know micro muscle tears that you've got in your muscles. Um, uh, but yeah, absolutely. The other is to just make you feel better yeah. about the whole thing, really, um, yeah. and a bit more energised. Yeah, because I mean, I look at my RTT score currently. You know, it's, and it was it's down at one, one point zero, or one point mm. one. So it would be so, but doing and I know if I did nothing really, I think it will probably stay down there longer than if I did do something gentle. But what I don't want to do, I guess, is go out and do a hard intensity set. It's just yeah, do a nice gentle yeah. ride. And I think, it. and you know, I mean, you that you, you, you can ask yourself some really important questions, can't you? As to you know, uh, is is the seven and a half hour bike ride yesterday on on hills in in the wind and the strong rain? Um, you know is that is that the thing that's had an impact on your rtt um yes i think it probably is you know or is it that you had a particularly poor night's sleep because you're worried about something or you know you know you know that that kind of stuff so all those things will impact it and you know you've got it's important as an individual to ask yourself those questions as well you know it's um actually i mean it's interesting that you've mentioned the sleep thing because i often don't sleep well after a big day like that but i don't think it's i think that's more to do because i I was going to look this up. I never really understood why, but your heart rate stays high quite a bit after a big day's exercise. So, and I'm, I'm assuming that's because you're, yeah. My, I find it my resting heart rate is quite yeah. high for the rest of the day after that, and even perhaps when I go to to bed, I'm still not. I find it harder to relax. I guess. Yeah. Which is, but um, but that's, that's often have a double impact on it, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, I mean that's often a story you hear from people that exercise in the evening. So uh, we we run evening swim squads because that's when we can get the pool. Um, yeah. But it's probably not ideal um, because yeah. people, you know, get into a heightened state where they've done a, a you know, a, a quality swim set, um, yeah. and then they're going to go home at ten o'clock and 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 want to go to sleep. And actually, what they've done is energised their systems and got themselves up and running and. They're yeah. not ready for sleep. They're not in yeah. a relaxed state for sleep. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and so, what what about the alternative? If your RTT is high continually, mm. um, which I guess is less common, really. In in. Well, there, there, I have seen it. Yeah, there is a red marker there. So the the um, if it's an extended period of time at a high RTT, that can actually be a sign of overtraining. Right. Um, and I suppose you can almost think of it as your um, your recovery systems have gone into overdrive, but they're not winning right. um, because right. of, you know that that so that's um, that's it, the HRV should vary naturally. Yeah. Uh, you know, you should have it ups and downs, and it should respond to stress and to fatigue and for not sleeping well, not eating well, and um, you know all all those factors. Um, and that means it should go up and down. If it stays at any level for an extended period of time, that's that's definitely um, um, a, a bit of a, a, a red light, something that should be giving you a bit more information. Certainly yeah, so, any, so even if it was just sort of still middling, it's across the middle, you know, score five, you're saying if, it's no, if there's no variation, then something that's worth looking into that. Yeah, I mean, I think that in terms of the actual so in terms of the RTT score there's some I suppose we'd have to think about the um, the way that that's generated so we so if if the scores the intensity score and smoothing are set on zero then we're taking a 24 hour average um, and and measuring it directly against your uh, 60 day baseline 
Now, yeah. if for some reason that 60-day baseline had some huge variation in it that caused the uh, normal band, if you like, to be a bit wider than it should be, then you would you could end up with with um, quite an average score for quite a period of time. So I think I think yeah, yeah. I think if that were the case, I'd it, you know if I was somebody listening to this and and in that situation, I think I'd probably send a service email into us to, yeah. <laughs> to get a response. Um, yeah. And then we could and then we can interrogate the data a bit. Um, yeah, makes sense. Um, but certainly, certainly very high for a long period of time or very low for a long period of time yeah. is worth further investigation. Yeah, interesting. And then just one about other um, contexts that you can look at in terms of data. So resting heart rate, for example, which mm. we show on the app, um, you can see its correlation with uh, the RTT score fairly often, I think. Yeah. But, um, and that, and you know, sleep data you can obviously get from Apple Watch as well. Are there other what sort of key pieces of data do you, I think it might be useful to look at for context that could be I driving your RTT, your HRV data, not you know, I think explaining why yeah. it's moved? I think perception is you know perception of your anxiety level or stress level it would be um, yeah. would be pretty important or is pretty important as well. So you know that's that that's definitely a again has the same response in terms of releasing cortisol as as activity does and so you know that that's a really important thing to be aware of it's much more difficult to measure i suppose um but often anxiety and sleep yeah. are connected aren't they you don't sleep as well if you're anxious yeah. about something so and and there's a lot of anxiety around in the world at the moment um yeah, exactly. um so you, yeah, you were I'm, saying as well you've seen um athletes getting anxious yeah. on race day which is yeah. impacting their performance yeah so there's there's a, there's definitely a link between um pre-competition anxiety and hrv so you might have um you might have an athlete who who's you know tapered beautifully has been nice and relaxed in in the lead up to an important race and who has um got their rtt score up to a to the high level that you want it to be just before race day um, only to find that they rate, they wake up on race day morning, having not slept particularly well, feeling pretty anxious, and their score has dropped a bit. Um, now that may or may not be something to worry about in terms of their actual performance in the race. Possibly not, um, because you can pinpoint the reason for the the drop in in your HRV score. Um, but it does tell you something about that athlete's preparation for that race. You know, if that anxiety level is affecting them to that degree, um, as a coach, I w I would be looking at that and thinking. We need to look at strategies to reduce that level of anxiety and that level of stress. You know, a, a bit of nervousness is a good thing, um, yeah. but but serious anxiety um, is is never going to be useful to to yeah. an athlete. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And yeah. um, the other thing I was interested in is mus muscular pain compared to RTD. So sometimes I've mm. still got sort of you know my muscles are still aching. Got DOMS. Hmm. Uh, because that's not necessarily directly related to your HRV, is it? You could, you could, your heart and could be in a good condition, but you might still have some. Yeah, well, heart potential. Uh, is that right? It's, well, I mean, your HRV is measuring the your um, recovery mode, isn't it? So, it's, it, it, yeah. I suppose. I mean, if it's really DOMS, I think I'd expect a little bit of. Um, 
I, I would expect correlation. I think if it was really right. dumb. So if it yeah. if it if it is, um, you know, soreness that is caused by not giving yourself enough time to recover it, recover yeah. and and you know, more and more muscle tears on on existing muscle tears. Right. Um, yeah. Then and that's that's really what DOMS is. I, th- I think oh, that would be. Yeah. Um, I'd expect a correlation, but if it's soreness because you've been out on your bike for seven and a half hours in the driving <laughs> <laughs> rain and wind. Yeah. <laughs> For instance, um, as an example, that's that's probably just normal aches and pains. Um, Yeah. And I guess you'd expect the two to recover together. It's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It is an interesting question. But obviously, yes, you you might, the two might not absolutely correlate. Um, Yeah. 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 Because okay. I think I'm just thinking of another example we had from. I had one um, chap once say he'd just. I think he was a fairly serious runner, but he just ran a half marathon and his RTT had gone up. But yeah. that could be because he was um, just a really good runner, and that was relieving anxiety. Uh, and, and yeah, and it, I, I would. I'd. I'd be interested to see when, you know, when it went up from. Say the. Again, it could. Yes, it could be a. It would be. It, I think looking at it on the background of the data over a slightly longer period of time would be an interesting thing to do. Yeah. Did, did yeah. it go up and then and then go down, or did it, you know, yeah. or, or or did it dip just before the race, um, yeah. which was what we were talking about potentially what we were talking about earlier. So that you know, again, it's like all these things. It it always requires a little bit of interpretation. Yeah, um, for yeah. sure. And I suppose the yeah we do show don't we on the the app the sort of long-term uh, yeah. HIV value and that correlates to a general fitness level doesn't it but it gives you yeah. that context as well yeah definitely that's def- that's um that's certainly a, a fairly well accepted um view that um that you know over over a long period of time tracking HIV is a, is a measure of fitness um obviously yeah. as you get older it goes the other way unfortunately yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we're hoping to add something to the app uh, in a future release so they, we can, if people have got these sort of, you know, generally it's good, isn't it? The RTT value and HRV values match very well with how people are feeling mm. uh, and can be easily understood. But if you've got questions on, you know, why is, uh, why is it doing this? You know, after I've just done this, I would have expected it to go the other way. We're going to add this Ask a Athlete, uh, sorry, Ask a Coach mm. uh, question feature to the app so that you can get some answers to those unusual situations really and um, yeah I think that'd be really interesting so we can start to you know look at it in terms of the um, individual athletic yeah. situation so you know that 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 would be that would be very interesting and I think it hopefully is um, a, a good addition to the app that people yeah. will be able to get into yeah good stuff okay I think that's covered all my notes have you got anything you wanted to add in terms of you know, just the you know what sort of conditions, what sort of circumstances can impact your RTT and HIV. I think the thing to do is always to ask the question. I think that's probably the over, this sort of summary, isn't it? Is you know when you see it, when you see the score changing, yeah. be aware and and think about why why it's changing and and what what potentially you can do about that. Um, yeah. And certainly, if you you know you can look at other ways of supporting. Um, if you feel something it's an adverse change in the score so if you feel that it's 
dipping significantly because of things like anxiety start looking around to see what other methods of support you can put in place yeah. for that kind of stuff yeah um because there's a you know there's a lot you can do for that yeah good stuff all right thank you very cool. much we'll all right speak again soon cheers, cheers. Bye.